phantom. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include Previously on X-Men, This Endorian Life, and 90s Music Got Me Like. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing Beverly Hills 90210 Season 7, Episode 15, The Phantom of CU. Banana. Oh, I don't know. The other day, Eric accidentally called your Ewok podcast Ewok Nation. <gasps> I feel oh like you gosh. need to incorporate oh. that somehow. Oh, man. What a, where was he when we were naming the show? <laughs> I mean, This Endorian Life is a fantastic title, Thank but you. Ewok Nation, I mean. Thank you. It is pretty good. Yeah. It is pretty good. That's when we open the mailbag. That'll be what yeah. it's called. <laughs> All right, let's tune in to CUTV. This year, you can replay each day at 5 right here on your very own news network, CUTV. This episode first aired on January 15th, 1997. No birthdays, but a few deaths, unfortunately. First one, (laughs) January 18th, Adriana Casalotti, best known for the voice of Snow White from the Disney animated classic, died at the age of 80. I'm wishing. Sorry, my vibrato is not that fast. It's actually, yeah. it's higher too, I think. It's fine. You're right. <laughs> you know, uh, bum deal she got because Snow White was such like a thing when it came out. But then it sort of like Walt Disney was like, no, you can't do that project. You can't do that project because he wanted to keep the voice of Snow White as this mythical thing. Boo. And it pretty much was the beginning and end of her career. Boo. So, yeah, not good. Not great. Not great. January 19th, James Dickey, author of the novel Deliverance and the 18th Poet Laureate of the United States, passed away. I haven't seen Deliverance. Eric watched that one without me. No, I, I was not. Either. I was Nor not interested. I yeah, no, I don't think so. Movies, January 17th, Beverly Hills Ninja with Chris Farley. <laughs> <laughs> I've never uh, seen it. I don't know if it's my kind of I, movie. You know, I don't think anybody like you know hand on a bible like under oath would say that beverly hills ninja is a good movie (laughs) but it's fun i think it certainly is a fun movie i think it's a cult classic i think if you love it you love it yeah and metro with eddie murphy i don't know what that is i don't know what that is either i've never heard of it late 90s eddie murphy yeah i'm not sure it's no pluto nash i guess (laughs) definitely not January 17th, The Mighty Ducks, starring Ian Ziering as Wild Wing Flashblade, aired its final episode. Yeah, The Mighty Ducks cartoon, it burned too hot, burned too bright. <laughs> it was before its time. It was. <laughs> and yet, was. Right, right in its yeah, time, at the same true. time. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Music, January 20th, Homework, the debut album of Daft Punk debuted. It was certified gold in the U.S., platinum in France, and double platinum in Canada. Have you guys covered any Daft Punk over on 90s Music? I know your co-host is a big Daft Punk fan. He is a big Daft Punk fan. We have not. Oh, and I need to correct, Nick. I keep saying we haven't done Nirvana on that podcast. We have. We did Smells Like Teen Spirit. (laughs) Oh, you did you? Yes. Like forever ago, and I just forgot that we did it. So Hmm. we have covered Nirvana. Did you get called out? Did you get called out on that? 
from I a don't... listener? Okay. No, I no, I told that to Eric, and he was like, okay. Kendra, we did talk about Nirvana. <laughs> wow. That's so, embarrassing for you. It is. You. Yeah, it definitely is. One more thing. January 20th, Bill Clinton was sworn in for his second term as president. Mm. I always forget he got two. He did. Most do. Most do. It's, yeah. It's uh, pretty rare for an incumbent to lose. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Okay. This was one that I saw in the wild, Kendra. We're on a roll. <gasps> After his time as Raj in the CW years of 90210, which is not that far away, honestly. At, at, we're, we're cruising through season seven. We're not that far away from the CW years. Yeah. I want to know if there. our listeners are going to stick with us. If they're going to watch. Because <laughs> I imagine devoted 90210 fans from the 90s probably weren't checking in to the CW years. Well, so maybe we'll this is their in. Maybe it is. Stick maybe with it us. Is. Uh, yeah, anyway. So... Uh, Manish Dial, who played Raj in CW Years, popped up in the world of the Fast and the Furious, voicing the character of Shashi Dar in the animated spinoff Fast and Furious Spy Racers. Oh my God. You went that far down the Fast Spy and Furious Racers. rabbit hole that you had been watching animated things. <laughs> Here's what happened, Kendra, because every couple of years I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch a Fast and Furious movie. And then I watch it and I'm like, I don't know. But I, I've been having a better time of it this time. I've not seen 10. I just watched 9. 9 was a little bit of a letdown. I had a good time with 8. About 8 was a lot of fun when they're driving on top of a frozen ocean and they're chasing a submarine. Just turn <laughs> is all because it's a submarine. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, but I was watching Tokyo Drift, actually. I was watching Tokyo Drift. And my son came in and I was like, probably not the movie to watch with a 9-year-old. <laughs> and so uh, I was like, but... I, I, over on Netflix, we could watch Fast and Furious Spy Racers. So we started watching Spy Racers together. Uh, it, so it's a kid's show. It's a kid's show. Oh. Yes. And uh, Vin Diesel does show up in Spy Racers and voices Dom. So that's but yes. Yes. Uh, Manish Dial pops up over there. So the yeah, last one I go. saw and maybe the only one. I feel like I've oh. seen two of them. OK. But I, I watched the one where they're like dragging a giant safe. Yeah. Around, I don't know which one it was. Yeah. But I think that's five. I think that's Fast Five. Fast Five. That sounds yeah. right. I'll tell you, nobody's asking me this, but I really, I, I like Fast and Furious number four quite a bit, and I liked eight quite a bit. And <laughs> I was pretty impressed with the way they were able to incorporate Tokyo Drift into like number seven. I thought, I thought they did some cool stuff there. They're stupid movies, but they are kind of enjoyable in their own way. Well, I've been diving hard into Vanderpump rules so I cannot judge anyone for their viewing. You got to have your comfort. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Let's look at our synopsis for this episode. The Phantom of CU. I I really wish he had had a more Phantom, like either Phantom of the Opera-like costume or like just a better look in general. I agree. But whatever. I agree. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Kelly's back in the dating scene already to mixed results. Meanwhile, Donna is on TV and she's getting weird f- phone calls. Weird is an understatement. Yes. <laughs> These are extreme phone calls. terrifying phone calls. Yes. <laughs> Tom scores a big get at the Peach Pit After Dark and David reluctantly gives him credit. Meanwhile, Steve is working with the maintenance crew as part of his punishment and he meets the Phantom of CU. It's less Did exciting we... than it sounds. I really is. Did we mention Mark? I'm trying to remember. I mean, I know like Kelly's breakup and stuff, but like, did we say where Mark is or whatever? Yes, we do. Well, oh, do we? Yes, we mentioned. Okay, it. We'll, all right, all right, all right. <clears throat> Who's all living right. in Beverly Hills, Nick? 
Today's episode was directed by Les Landau and written by Steve Wasserman. We have returning players Kane Pacoy as Tom Miller and Coley Sohn back as Judy. She's from the CUTV crew. We saw her earlier when we were going behind the scenes at CUTV, and she's back now. So hello, Judy. A couple of new recurring players. J. Trevor Edmond as Evan Potter, best known for playing Michael Karras on Pacific Palisades, which was airing about this time. It was another Aaron Spelling show, but unlike 90210, it was a big burnout. Uh, you can't win them all. Didn't work. Didn't work. Brian Donovan here as Rusty, best known for his voice work. He did tons of uh, voice work, including voicing Rock Lee in Naruto. Do, is this one of yours? Do you like this one? You know, every once in a while, I'm like, I'm going to do it. And I never I never have. I haven't seen a second okay. of Naruto. All right. Well, he also voiced Davis in Digimon. Were you, did you like Digimon? Because I wife wanted to watch Digimon. Digimon. My parents wouldn't let me. They really? they didn't like it for some reason. Not into the digital monster. We could watch right. Pokemon, but not Digimon. Well, that seems arbitrary. I, that seems I agree. Arbitrary. That I agree. seems a little like the uh, I Dream of Genie's okay, Bewitch, not yeah. okay in my house kind of rule, <laughs> where it's just kind of like, you know what? No. Yep. Other cast members. Well, we have Donna Lewis. Donna Lewis shows up to sing her number one hit, I Love You, Always yep. Forever. The reason oh, that oh, this oh. episode isn't streaming. I'm sure that's true. I'm sure that's true. This would have been a great crossover opportunity over on uh, 90s Music to cover I Love You, Always I Forever. thought the same thing, but oh. I didn't know it was happening because I'm not allowed okay. to look ahead, Nick. It's all right. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, Grayson McCouch. What a name. Grayson McCouch. Here is Larry Lincoln. He recurred as Dr. Thomas Wayne on a little show called Gotham. Gotham. I've heard of it. Gotham. Gave yeah. up on it. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> My husband me went too. the distance and regretted it. So. Shaved years off his life watching that show. It was not a good <laughs> move for him at all. Will McMillan as Tony. He was in shows like The West Wing, NYPD Blue, and Matlock. Scott McCleverton, another uh, – he, he's Neil. He plays Neil. Another voice actor, he voiced Obi-Wan Kenobi in many Star Wars games. You heard of Obi-Wan Kenobi? I've heard of him. He was a meant Okay. Uh, he also voiced Carnage in Spider-Man the Animated Series. Hmm. So, Fun. yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, other thing of note, Steve has given a Phantom comic. This is the Phantom number 48. It was published by Harvey Comics in 1961. The issue is The Ghost Who Walks in Uranium Valley. Ooh. So, just a little info on. Is the this Phantom. the same Phantom that they like made the movie? Billy the Zane. Phantom. Billy Zane Phantom, yes. Did I see that one? Am I confusing it with something else? Which one's the one with Samuel L. Jackson and Scarlett Johansson? And they're like oh. crazy. Whoa. Oh boy. I have no idea. Hold on. Now I've got I've to look it up because. Are you thinking, are you thinking of Iron Man 2? Because they're both in that. <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, what is it? It was like a pulpy superhero. Spirit. The, the spirit. spirit. Yes. No, spirit. no, that's different. That's different. That's a Frank Miller thing. That's that a is thing. a, that's a weird movie. I didn't yeah. totally hate it. It has been like 15 years since I watched it though. Yes. This, the spirit is, it's a, it's a Will Eisner comic and it's sort of a throwback to heroes like the Phantom. So you're right to kind of. Okay. In I'm in that, there. in that yes. right headspace. Yes. Okay, cool. All right. Let's jump in to this episode. Okay. We start at Kelly, Donna, Claire's, and <laughs> Donna has been looking for Kelly, who has just been MIA, and she and Donna and Claire are kind of talking about, like, oh, we're a little worried about her because she broke mm -hmm. up with Mark, and yeah. this is where they say Mark left CU, apparently. That's it. He's just gone. Okay. He just, yeah. He All right. 
he didn't get that fellowship he wanted, so he just dropped out, I guess. Okay. I'm sure right. he'll be fine. <laughs> okay, but we didn't get more specifics, though, right? No. I mean, that, that, okay, so that was my question. It was like, it wasn't like, oh, Mark was called out to the coast. Nope. Mark was in the Naval Reserves and has to go off to, no, it was just nothing. It he's was just, just not at CU anymore. Because later, David David refers, he's not like Mark's house. He's like the Hollywood Hills house. Yeah. You know, <laughs> which sounds like a retirement home for aging celebrities. But... <laughs> okay, all right. So he's not. So the as... sandwich they're making, the PB&J? I want it right now. I'm hungry oh, and I want yes. that sandwich. It looked so good. The Love bread a good was good. PB&J. I wanted it. Kelly comes home as they're talking and she says she spent the day at the beach. She's got like a whole bag full of shells that she collected while she was just walking on the beach. She says she never felt so free. Mark who mm-hmm. is, yeah, is what she know. says. I wish I knew. Yeah. This, <laughs> this episode should have been like subtitled like Donna's many looks or hairstyles yeah, or something. True. Every single scene, it was a different one. In this one, she I couldn't see it all because it was like I was watching online. It was very zoomed in. But yeah. she's wearing like a is she wearing like a le- black leather jacket and her hair's like yeah. slick back and yeah. she looks like a biker chick. This was I don't know if they were going for like let's try to show all of Tori Spelling's versatility in an in an episode because not only was she in like different let's call them costumes because that's what they were, <laughs> but it was like Donna's gonna do slapstick now Donna's gonna do concerned friend now Donna's gonna do I'm so scared it now. was all it was over like, the place she was everywhere Donna was the powerhouse of this episode <laughs> not up maybe to the she task. needed she really needed an a, a new acting reel and she was like let's just put it all in one episode. This will be my my reel. (laughs) Okay, don't ever show it to somebody, but okay. So Claire wants to fix up Kelly with a friend. Yeah, nothing gets you over the last one like the next one, I guess. (laughs) Donna really approves. They're both pushing her to do this. Yeah, it's been 15 minutes. Claire throws out there, it's not like Brandon's around to pick up the pieces, which that's a harsh thing to say. It's real harsh, yeah. And Kelly eventually agrees she will go on this date. Yeah. After the intro, we go to CU TV where Tracy is taping. A, the news is happening and she's talking mm-hmm. about senior pictures, which I believe Claire is in charge of senior pictures or something. Okay. Something right. like that. Donna is about to go on as the weather girl. It's her first time. She's very, very nervous. Again, new hairstyle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in this completely different yeah. from what it was before. Yeah. So she she's super, super nervous, but she goes on and she just like turns on oh for the gosh. camera and I she know. does she... this like whole thing about like yep. what wardrobe to wear. And she's like, she's just very on. Yeah. Everyone, she's everyone like, loves she's it. She's making balloon animals. She's got a bike <laughs> horn. You know yeah. what I mean? All out. It's, it's insane. Donna keeps accidentally being in all of the news media for whatever school she's at. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She's like, oh, I guess I'm a radio DJ. I guess I'm a weather girl. I got just whatever happens. She's just happens. drawn. She's right just there, drawn right to the. When, you, when you've got that kind of talent, I guess, it just <laughs> finds you. Yeah. Well, everyone congratulates her. She did a great job. And Brandon's yeah. like, this is this is it. You're going to keep this up. Permanent. Yeah. So there were several times in this episode where I was like, am I watching the correct episode? Because I don't know what's happening. And this was part right. of it. Where Steve is like on dumpster duty now i was like why wait huh because we haven't talked about it for a few episodes that he got in trouble right yeah i guess no i guess not yeah 
So anyway, this is his penance for the whole right. cheating scandal. Which is not enough. No. I, I feel like. He's got to empty some trash cans. I mean, it's a... Well, he's like part... He's part dumpster duty, like maintenance, and part security. Because then he's up all night as the security guard. Right. So, I... I mean, yeah. he's working, like, all night, I guess, every night yeah. for yeah. who knows well, how long. He's proven that he's moral, so let's have him be in charge yeah. of securing things. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know his name, but the custodian is showing him around, and he knows exactly what Steve did, and he <laughs> is not, like, Mm-mm. letting Steve get anything no. past him. No, no, no. So he's like, you know, you're going to be on dumpster duty and then you're going to do this at night. And I've got you from like 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., buddy, yeah. <laughs> every Doesn't night. Drop a sense, but yep, that's what it is. And Steve says, how am I supposed to go to class all day and then work all night? And he says, well, should have thought about that before you cheated. <laughs> should have. He should have. Then the custodian warns him that there is a homeless menace that is oh. walking about the campus. Wow. His, they have been calling him the Phantom of CU. Yeah. He's been stealing little things, but also playing pranks on security, like tying their shoelaces together, which, how is he getting close enough to I, them yeah. to do that? I'm not sure. But, I'm not sure. I mean, Steve asked the question later, but, like, it is nonsense. If you're trying to, like, nonsense. you know, get essentially, like, free room on campus, probably just keep your head down is what I would do. I thought the same thing. You know, we'll the, get there. This, Kendra, you and I, of course, went to the same college, and and there was a time before our time uh, as students there when somebody pretty successfully spent a semester like living on campus down in the there was a in the lower level of one of the main uh, like student areas. Uh, there was it's called Presser Hall. You probably know what Presser Hall is. Uh-huh. Somebody lived down there for like a full semester before they got caught. So this wow. is a thing that happened. I feel like that campus had a lot of like hiding places. Where I know. You could... I'm like, why didn't everybody do it? That yeah. Like a great idea. <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah. But we don't know. We don't know anything about him yet. We just know that he's the phantom. He's a goofster. Yep. He's a monster. (laughs) Well, and the important thing here is that he says if Steve can catch him, he'll like commute Steve's sentence. He'll get him off. Oh. So that's that's Steve's motivation. Yeah. Back at the studio, Brandon is telling Donna he wants her to do it again the next day. This is he wants this to be a permanent gig for her. Yeah, yeah. And then ratings, we... ratings have skyrocketed. Oh yes, everyone's it's the only watching. Channel, but ratings are through the roof. <laughs> so then we have these two guys talking. One of them is Evan. What is the other guy's name? His friend, his disgusting yeah, friend. Rusty? Is that Rusty? Is that let's one Rusty? call him Rusty? Okay, I don't know. Okay. Okay. So he is like oogling Donna. He tells Evan like she'd look better doing the weather naked. Yeesh. I know. It's very full on and like out of nowhere. So then yeah. Evan comes over to talk to Kelly's there and Donna and David and he meets David. Oh no, Kelly's not there because he asks right. Donna, Hey, have you talked to Kelly for me? So he also wants to be set up with Kelly. Sure. Yeah. Who doesn't? No, I know when I know. Everybody wants it. After he walks away, David's like, oh, well, he doesn't stand a chance with Kelly. <laughs> I guess we're basically here. We're just kind of setting up like multiple red herrings for like, we have the Phantom of CU and that's a goofy thing, but somebody is doing the calls with Donna yeah. and everything. 
I want to know, and maybe this is a question for later, but are we ever supposed to think like maybe Mark is involved in this somehow because he vanished? Oh, I didn't think that at all. You didn't? Because remember there was a whole thing with Mark calling and hanging up with Kelly? Yes, there was. And they never really referenced that or anything. Mm-mm. So it, it's just weird to me that that's how their whole relationship started. And he drops off the face of the earth. And we start getting these weird hang-up calls. And nobody's yeah. like, it's probably Mark. Like, that just seems like a missed opportunity. At the it period. does. It does. Back at the Walsh house, another moment where I was like, who is this person? I've never seen them before. Why is he in the Walsh house? <laughs> it's Tom, Valerie's it's Tom. boyfriend, it's who's Tom. in town and working at the Peach Pit now. Yeah, yeah. Had to look it up. So he is on the phone to London because he's trying to book... Donna Lewis for the Peach Pit After Dark. He like has a con- <laughs> he has a connection with her, and he is so positive that he can get her. Like they they're already selling tickets. He hasn't booked her yet. Mm-mm. Fortune favors the bold. Yeah. So he's on the phone, and Brandon kind of makes comments about like, oh, long distance, huh? You gonna pay me back for that kind of thing? <laughs> And after they get off, after he gets off the phone, he and Brandon have this like tenseness where he's like, can I have some coffee? And Brandon's like, sure, have my coffee that I bought with my money. How long are you going to stay here, Tom? Like, for I don't know why he doesn't like Tom. I guess just because yeah. he's mooching a little bit. Yeah, I don't think they really, I don't think they do it well enough. Like, I feel like maybe on the heels of Kenny, we're doing like Brandon is feeling more protective of Valerie. We're doing kind of like a big brother kind of thing. But mm. It just sort of feels like Brandon just hates this guy for yeah his own reasons. Like, he just hates Tom for Tom. Tom you know? is not good looking. And he looks... Wait, he looks he doesn't look Valerie's age at all. He doesn't. He looks no. like 10 years older than Valerie. <laughs> yeah, he really I does. Don't, I don't know why that's a thing with Valerie. McCoy. but <laughs> All right. Kelly Donna Claire's. Claire's... Uh, so, she set up the date for Kelly. Mm-hmm. And... He shows up. His name, his name is Neil Phillips, and oh, what a character! Good old Neil is. Oh my gosh! He's I ex- know he's supposed to be annoying, but I wanted to like slap him right across the face. He's when he an started. exchange student from England. He like okay, st- for, okay, wait, hold on. Exchange student in college? What yeah. does that even mean? What it just means mean? he's a college student. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> well, he, like I'm, as- I'm an exchange adult. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm 27 years old. I've traded places <laughs> with another 27 year old. Maybe. Maybe that. like CU has a sister school in London, and they've oh, each sent a student. They sent one of theirs. Maybe that's where Mark is. Maybe he traded maybe, places yeah. with Mark. Kane Picoy is six years older than uh, Tiffany Amberthiesen. Just so you know. Okay. So you're not that far off. <laughs> so yeah, as soon as he sees Kelly, he starts like quoting Shakespeare at her, and Ugh. like he's just like fully unaware of how to act well he knows how he's acting he's just acting crazy i wanted to slap him across the face i want i i just want to be clear i didn't want to punch him i wanted to slap him yeah a good slap yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) he also tells kelly that her face is the face that launched a thousand ships and yeah it's very felt like Claire is very aware, like, oh crap, this is yeah, not this gonna be working. good. So ab- work, yeah, after they leave, all. she just says to herself, Can't win them all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doesn't try yeah, to no. save her at all. Mm-mm. Nope. All right. Steve has his first night on the job. He's like in a little security box and <laughs> 
the phantom strikes he's sleeping steve is sleeping the phantom strikes he's dressed in like all black and he's got a hoodie on that he just like has tied really tight around his face i don't like so it. you can't see his yeah, face i, I like know it. it's lame no it's lame so he takes steve's book that i guess his like school book and he replaces it with the comic book that we talked about earlier and a note that says the phantom strikes again <laughs> and then he like walks away and throws a rock so steve will wake up and st- hits steve in the side of the head <laughs> and steve's like phantom he's mad now yeah curse you phantom <laughs> Back on Kelly's date, he, I don't know, that guy, he's going on about wine and how much he loves wine. Yeah, he just loves it. And then he's, like, suggesting things for Kelly, but Kelly's a vegetarian, and then he starts (gasps) talking. (laughs) Yeah. And then he starts talking about the eating. Kelly? (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, well. Maybe. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. He starts talking about, like, Balzac and how he like ate all this food. I don't know. It, he keeps going on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And then he like he tries to ask Kelly like, "What are you? What are you thinking? What's going on behind your smile?" And she's like, "You really, you really don't want to know at this point." <laughs> He's just very unaware that she's having a bad time. Mm-hmm. At Kelly Donna Claire's. Donna and David fell asleep studying, and so they wake up, and he's like, oh, I should probably go. I have a a long day tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And this look was very cute. She's got, like, the bangs, and then, like, her hair pulled back in a ponytail, this, like, short little ponytail, and she was wearing, like, this yellow sweater. It was a very, like, Nancy Drew kind of look, and I really (laughs) liked it. No, you're right. I was like, wear your hair like this all the time. Yeah. So as they're, they're, you know, getting ready for David to leave, David is talking about Tom and how he really doesn't think he's going to come through on this Donna Lewis thing. He's like, no contracts have been signed. It's a big swing. We've been selling all these tickets. So, I like, if she doesn't come, we're really screwed. It'll be bad. So as they're talking, the phone rings. It's like the middle of the night. And mm-hmm. Donna answers the phone. And it's one of those, like, very, like, distort, like, they're using a voice changer to make yeah. their voice really low. Yes. And they say, rain or shine, you'll be mine. Our sweet kiss will be, <laughs> our sweet kiss will be so hot. That's the forecast. You're mine. You better like it or else. Hmm. And now that is a Shakespeare quote, right? That is directly Shakespeare. Yeah. Oh, I yes. He was Richard always talking III. about the fork- forecast. A, yeah. a famous Shakespeare word. Yeah, I think I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> so this obviously freaks Donna out, and David as decides. It, it would. Yeah. yeah. And David decides he's going to to stay the night. Yeah. After David's all, like, David's like, maybe we should sleep together. I don't yeah. know. I just I, maybe. Maybe we should. I just uh yeah. <laughs> At the peach pit the next day. Steve is he is not coping well with no sleep. He's working all day and all night. And Brandon says you deserve it, which is true. It is true. Steve and more. Steve tells Brandon and Tracy about the phantom. They haven't heard about this whole Ta-da! phantom thing. Mm-hmm. And Steve tells them what happened and how he stole his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um they're like, "Oh yeah, that would make a great story, Steve." <laughs> Claire arrives and asks Brandon and Tracy if they will announce 
the names of the remaining seniors who have not taken their senior picture okay. on the news so that okay. she can she's she's it's like her first time in charge of it and she's trying to get everybody it's like never happened that right. all the seniors have gotten their pictures taken that'd be fun yeah at kelly donna claire's Kelly tells Donna about her awful date. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she says, you know, I'm never going on a blind date again. <laughs> but then Donna's like, but what if maybe yeah. this guy, you know yeah. him, kind of. Know. But she says, no, she's not. She's not going to do it. She's not ready. Mm-mm. Donna also tells Kelly about her phone call at the Peach Pit After Dark. David comes in hot and he's like, Tom, where is this? Is this person coming? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. What's going mm-hmm. where? Mm-hmm. Tom has an answer for everything. He's like, you know, I've got These it. All good questions. These yeah, all good they're questions all good, great has. questions. I'm definitely on David's questions. side. Yeah. What are we doing? I need yeah. You need a game plan. I, yes, we do. Valerie jumps in and is like, cool it, David. You know, we've mm-hmm. got this. It's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Tom is very, very confident that Donna is going to show up. Apparently they know each other or they like they're good friends somehow. I don't know, but they they know each other. Yeah. Tom tries to kiss Valerie as they're talking, but she she kind of like backs off as as he's trying to. And she says, you know, I'm not interested in a relationship. And he says, well, we've been sleeping together. (laughs) What am I supposed to think? Yeah. And he's, she says, well, this is what I, now we can kiss. Now that yeah. we've established we're not in a relationship, right. we can kiss. Right, right, okay. What does she want? I don't know. She doesn't know. I'm not sure. Back at CUTV, Donna is getting her makeup on for the broadcast. And Tracy and Brandon are talking to her about the phone call. And Tracy's like, oh, you know, when I started, all these weirdos were were." sending me weird letters and stuff like it'll blow over it's probably nothing it's probably just a a frat guy playing a prank yeah. kind of thing yeah probably this hairstyle i hate it it's like the very <laughs> very short very like tight curls yeah all over her head yeah. like she's annie or something i hated it <laughs> blonde annie so after donna walks away brandon <laughs> tells tracy Donna's business and is like, oh yeah, yeah. she almost got raped last year. Yeah, so yeah. he does really drop that casually. Yeah. And I actually kind of forgot that that happened. So that is, a, I mean, it's a good reminder for the, for us watching because I totally forgot about that, but um, yeah, not probably not cool for him to just. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not a, maybe not a Brandon Tracy conversation to have, yeah. but we keep doing that. I mean, like all the stuff with Valerie, like it just keeps, I don't know. Yeah. Tracy. Evan and Donna have a little moment where he asks, you know, have you talked to Kelly? And she has to break the bad news that she's just, you know, she's just not ready Yeah, for dating right now. Not that India, Evan. Yep. And they're kind of, Evan is kind of like, I don't know what Evan's deal is. I can't, I can't put my finger on it. Is he just super nice? Is he weird? I don't know. I can't, I can't pin Uh, down Evan. I think it's intentionally... I think we're. I think it's just we're throwing into the mix people whose vibe we can't yeah. get, so that it's a true mystery who's calling Donna. Yeah. So then we see, like, as they're having this conversation, you see Rusty. I guess that's yeah. what we're calling him, watching them through the window. And then after Donna walks away, he's talking to Evan, like, "Oh, you must really, 
she must really be into you. You're carrying things for her. And what are you getting from her? And just, you know, more gross yeah, things. Pervy stuff. So, pervy stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Steve is back on security and it appears <laughs> he's asleep again. So the phantom approaches, tries to grab his shoelace, but Steve was pretending. He wakes up, tries to grab the phantom, and then he has to give chase. And he's, like, talking on the the walkie-talkie to the other security and, like, chasing after the phantom. So he chases him into this, I don't even know what it is, basement of some kind. Yeah. And the phantom decides to reveal himself to steve turns out he is a student he doesn't want steve to turn him in he like they hear the security on the walkie-talkie he's like don't tell him who i am mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and basically his whole deal is like he's a senior he's about to graduate he you know he'll lose everything if steve turns him in and steve kind of like sees some of himself Mm-hmm. In this guy, whose name is Larry, by the way. Larry Lincoln, I think, is oh, his yeah. name. Yeah, we got it, yeah. And so he decides not to not to turn Larry in. He says it was a false alarm. Yep. So, I, whatever, Larry. I don't understand it. <laughs> At Kelly, Donna Claire's, Donna wakes up to another phone call. This one is just like that... There's no one talking on the other line. Right. right. So pretty spooky. Donna tells Kelly about this call, and Kelly suggests that she change her number, so she's going to do that. She also tells Kelly, like, oh, you should have seen Evan when I told him. He was so crushed that you don't want to go on a date with him. Which, just ask her yourself, Evan. I know. Like, why do you need Donna to do it? See, it's this where the where the calls and the hangups are happening, where I feel like adding in the layer of maybe Mark is calling Kelly just would have been a nice, like, one more red herring. I wonder yeah. why they didn't do it. I don't know. Donna has the idea, would you go out with him if we did a double date? And so Kelly gives in. She's like, fine, if, if you and David are there, I will go on a double date with Evan. Back at CUTV, Claire is thanking Tracy and Brandon for helping her with the names. There's only one name, one senior she hasn't been able to track down because he has no address. Oh. And it's Larry Lincoln. Uh-oh. Our Phantom of CU. I don't know. Elsewhere on campus, the security and custodians have found Larry's hideout. Turns out he's been sleeping in that basement or whatever he's got like a whole setup so steve sees this and decides he's gonna like hide the laptop Mm -hmm. so that he can give it to larry later um steve tries to kind of make a case for the guy he's like oh well you know it seems like he's a student and he's trying to graduate and they're like ah he's ripping off the college it's Mm -hmm. you know no mercy and steve is charged with cleaning up all the stuff right and and taking it away cool back at kelly donna claire's kelly and donna are getting ready for their double date which is going to be to the donna lewis show at the peach pit after dark tom pulled it off apparently she's actually gonna show up i never doubted him (laughs) evan arrives and he has a very interesting bouquet of flowers it's not like roses or uh, it's like what it looks like he went out in a field and like picked a bunch of 
random wildflowers. I mean, I liked it. It was just, yeah. Yeah. He comments on both their looks, which I think, I don't know. I think it adds to like the, is Evan the person calling? Because he like says, oh, you both look amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then he is very adamant that he put the flowers in a vase. And then he, so he, he, goes and he like you know gets the vase and puts the flowers in there and mm-hmm. donna's like oh look how sweet he is he's putting the flowers in the vase for <laughs> in you vase. yeah but he's like <laughs> aggressive about putting them in the vase he's like no yeah. i want to i know i was like does he have like or a hidden you. camera in I, the flowers I, or something i thought the same thing i was like what's he up to this little creeper <laughs> i mean my least favorite part of uh receiving flowers is having to like you know, cut the yeah. stems and put them in yeah. the thing. So, I mean. You want to cut them at an angle underwater yep. or under running water. Oh, I didn't know the under running water thing, but yeah. I do I do always cut them yeah, at an angle. angle. Yeah, yeah, you want that water. Yeah, it's crucial. At the student union, Steve meets up with Larry to give him the his laptop, which Larry is very Classic thankful Larry. for. And mm-hmm. we learn Larry's story. He is one of six siblings and there just wasn't enough money and all his grants and scholarships ran out. So something had to go and it was, mm-hmm. it was food and lodging basically. Yeah. Um, so he's been eating like people's scraps. He's like, Oh, there's plenty to eat around here. Mm-hmm. And he's been living in the basement. So mm-hmm. Steve gives him some money and he says, I want you to go get housing for the rest of the s- semester. And at first Larry doesn't want to take it. He doesn't want to be, a charity case but steve convinces him to take the money and steve's like well you know if if you wanted to pay me back you could let claire take your picture for it because he's the last oh, one Oh right yeah and um he he really doesn't want to do that but he he says maybe and this is where steve's like if you're so worried about getting caught like why do these pranks and his only explanation is because it was fun. Yeah. Really? You're going to jeopardize four years of work just because to tie some security guard shoelaces? Because it was fun. You should be laying the lowest you've ever laid. I agree. <laughs> At the Peach Pit After Dark, Donna Lewis is singing her hit song, I Love You Always Forever, which I think had like just love. come out. Yeah, the album I think came out in like late '96, so it was mm-hmm. definitely still like a hot, yeah, hot property. I always forget that this song is a '90s song. I mm. I don't know why I think it's an '80s song, but it is not. It's a '90s song. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I think it has an '80s vibe to it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steve arrives and asks Claire, "Oh, did you know? Did you find all your seniors? Did you find Larry?" And she's like, "No, not yet, but I'll find him." And Steve's like, oh, I know you will, because he's helping. <laughs> David admits that Tom really came through, but he's like, we're not doing this again. Like, there will be contracts next yeah. time. We're not flying by the seat of our pants next time. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is, it's, you can't really, just because it worked out once, like, it, it would have been catastrophic had yeah. it not. So, again, <laughs> David's not wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Donna says, that she came for her friend, Tom. She like, this is uh, not Donna. Donna? Donna Lewis. Oh, Donna Lewis. Yeah. Not not Donna Martin. Donna Lewis from the stage says like, oh, you all are great. And I'm here for my friend, Tom. Tom. So she like like, knew each other as 
Some, something like that. I don't know. They have his, some connection. Tom's like grandparents were Welsh or so there's something like that. It was yeah. like some like, all right, whatever. We'll allow it. <laughs> she starts singing another song. I did not get the name of this song, though. I oh, yeah. It was um, uh, Without Love, Without Love. Without Love. Without Love, yes. Evan tells Kelly that he really likes her. It's the best date he's ever had. He's like... Really laying it on thick. He's, I don't know if we're just supposed to see him as like goofy or dorky. I don't know. Yeah. Val pulls David aside and says, you owe Tom an apology. David says, I just, you know, I don't trust him. And Valerie says, well, you either apologize to Tom or find yourself another partner. Yeah, down which the I law. don't know what that means. Like, yeah, would that mean pit? she would like sell her part of the I, peach pit? I guess, like, because I mean that's the only option on the table for her, so <laughs> it's kind of an empty threat. But whatever, okay. At Kelly Donna Claire's, Steve tells Claire about Larry and his whole thing, and Claire doesn't really seem to be on Larry's side. She's like, he's a felon. I don't want a felon in the yearbook. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Steve. It's like he's not going to get caught. Um, I really think, you know, we've we've covered it up enough that he's not going to get caught. Mm-hmm. And Steve, I guess through this experience, has learned like education is priceless and he's been taking it for granted. And for others, you know, it's really it's a sacrifice to get their education, but it's mm-hmm. been very easy for him. And Steve is just like he's very, very impressed with Larry for. Yeah. For sure. all of that. Back on campus, Dave, David does apologize to Tom and Valerie. They're like walking through the campus. And Valerie takes that this opportunity to ask if Tom can come stay with David. Because I guess yeah. Mark's not there anymore. I, apparently, Mark vanished from the face of the earth. Yeah, so David's alone in that house. And David's like, okay, yes, Tom can come stay. Get yeah, out of Brandon's not- hair. Not what I expected, but all right. Yeah, it's it's definitely different than what I was thinking. At the student union, Evan apologizes to Kelly if he came off too strong. And she's she's very chill about it. She's like, oh, no, you're fine. And I like you, too. But he asks her out again the next day. And she yeah. says, no, like, we're, that's moving a little yeah. too fast. Yeah, Let's yeah, yeah. pump the brakes a little bit. Larry does agree to take this picture. But he wants to do it in his phantom getup. Well, that certainly won't draw any attention. So I think that's a great idea. <laughs> Surely that, like, they don't know who he is. But having that picture with next to his name, that's if that's silly. Yeah. If they just put his regular face, they'd be like, oh. This kid, they would never know he was the Phantom. I know, but it's like here, yeah, here is his name. Oh, but they're not gonna put his name. That's right. Uh, They're gonna put Phantom of CU. That's still stupid. It's stupid. Everybody else is pictured. Whatever. It's it's stupid, and I feel like it would put. I feel like that would come back bad on on Claire. Yeah. There's there's no whatever. It's silly. Okay. Last scene is at the CUTV studio. Donna and Evan and I want to say Judy are yeah, are, Judy. are there. And they're about to, 
Are they about to, like, watch a segment? They're about to watch something. Yeah, they're, they're like, queuing something up that they've done. Yeah. yeah. And Donna and Evan are talking about Kelly, and Donna's like, well... Well, first of all, Evan is like, yeah, we're going to go out again, which is not not necessarily true. But mm-hmm. Donna's like, well, don't push her too hard. Like, just, you know, play it cool. Yeah. So they start watching the weather segment, and then all of a sudden it, like, cuts to the stalker talking to Donna and it's like creepy stuff like we'll be together soon and Mm -hmm. you're gonna be happy or I'm gonna kill you like (laughs) literally saying I'm going to kill you yep 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 and Donna is freaking out Evan's like we're gonna find out who this is and Donna like runs out of the room and just like breaks down in the hallway and is crying Mm -hmm. well spooky stuff yeah very spooky that's the end of the episode. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a random, it's a random thing to do like a, a stalker thing with Donna. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see where it goes. I, I, yeah, I'm not into it. I mean, we we already did like the who's the scary stalker on campus. We already did that story. We've already done a, an attack with Donna. I, I don't know. Yeah. It, it just feels like, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't know uh, how to tell stories about like them in college, you know? Like I, I don't know. <laughs> like normal like, college kids. Yeah, I mean they're like winding down college. I mean, last year we did the, you know, like the job. Last week we did the job fair and stuff like that, which was, you know, that made sense and stuff. But this, I don't know that we need a plot like this. I'm, yeah. I'm not, uh, not too optimistic about it. I don't, I don't feel like going dark at the moment. I hope, I hope it's not a long. I hope it's like next yeah, episode. Same. We figure it yeah. out, kind of thing. Yeah. Not in the mood for it. Not in the yep. mood for it. Nine hundred two and snap. I'll I'll give it to maybe this last scene. Yeah. Of her listening to that, it's just very intense. Yeah. It so. Is. It is. I'm gonna go in another direction, and I'm gonna say it's the uh, Valerie being like, "You apologize to Tom, or 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 you're <laughs> fired, or I'm fired." Uh, it's that scene for me. Somebody's fired. It's that scene for me. I feel like, you know, verdict-wise, the episode's fine. I'm just not too in the zone for... Uh, I was for I was pretty meh about it. The whole Steve yeah. shenanigans, Phantom yeah. of CU was silly. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. Yeah, I mean, Kelly dating these randos is whatever. We know she's not going to be with any of them. So it was a very, like, inconsequential episode besides the stalker it stuff. It was. So. Yeah. It was such a wild jump, too. It felt like you're right. It felt like there were three episodes that we didn't see, and here we are. So, whatever. Whatever. Uh, you can catch me every other week on The Centurion Life, but over at the David A. Howe Library, I'm doing a show called But Have You Tried? And most recently, my co hosts had never seen a frame of Indiana Jones in any capacity. So we just pick all, all the adventure movies yes. from the from the, that uh, you know nineties right. and before. <laughs> so we had discussed all of uh, all of Indiana Jones, and that was a good time. So go find but have you tried from the David A. Howe Public Library? Nice. What about you, Kendra? Where are you at? I'm Miss Musicbox ninety one on Twitter, and I'm also the co host of the podcast. Not uh, oh. <laughs> what's it called? Nineties music got me like there it is. Man, every single time. I know. Most recently, when this episode comes out, we will have talked about If You Can Only See by Tonic. Mm -hmm. But we got a little vanilla ice coming up 
So <gasps> nice. Yep. Nice. Nice. Uh, please tell me you're going to talk about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know, we <laughs> they were mentioned. I'll say Good. that. <laughs> all right. That's all I ask. That's yeah. all I ask. Next time around, it's going to be Season 7, Episode 16, Unnecessary Roughness. And I do want to put everybody on notice that it is July. It is the summer. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to be crossing over with the Sandorian life so we can cover Sharknado 3. Aw, hell no. Starring <laughs> Ian Zering. So if you want to catch up on the Is that what it's Shark- called? That's what it's called. Oh, so I'm so excited. If you excited. want to catch up on the Sharknados, we are going to be discussing Sharknado 3 the week of July 23rd. So Love you're officially it. on notice. Yep. Yes. All right. Well... 902 and here we go.